Welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution. And today I'm very excited to be with Leanne Hornsey, who is Chief People Officer at Palo Alto Networks. Welcome, Leanne. Lovely to be here, Cara. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And um, very excited to learn about an incredible thing that you're doing at Palo Alto Networks at the moment. And you set up something called Flex Work. Could you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, I certainly can. And honestly, I am unbelievably excited about FlexWork. So, you know, the fact is, Cara, when the pandemic hit, and I remember it really well, I was sitting in a room with a group of executives and we had to make the decision to send everyone home and close our offices. And it was a very difficult decision for us because we did not know what our business would look like. We did not know, like every company, what the impact of that decision would be. But what happened was quite extraordinary. Extraordinary and in my view, unprecedented. We saw month after month after month, all the way through to now, so 18, 20 months later, that our employees were incredible. They were productive, they were capable, we beat all of our targets. And we learned something very fundamental that I feel really strongly should be shared with every company. And that is that we had a paradigm and a belief, and many companies do, that you have to be in an office in an almost controlled environment to do the best work of your lives. We found that that paradigm could be smashed to pieces and was completely false. And I know this is a long answer, but it's really very important. What that taught us as a leadership team is that if we have paradigms that can be smashed by our people, what are the other things that we've held to be true for so long that could be wrong. And so we went into this almost an audit of all of our people approaches and said, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? And it has resulted in some amazing changes. One of our biggest questions was, why does everybody have to receive the same benefits? People who are later in career have very different needs to people who are early in career, have very different needs to parents, We need to flex our benefits to suit the individual. We also started to question, why do we have cohort learning? Why do we make the assumption that tens, twenties, thirties, forties, hundreds of people have the same learning needs? Of course they don't. It's because since the age of four, we've been taught in cohorts because the technology didn't enable us to do anything that was more individually focused. So flex work in its essence is about giving the employees the choice where we can of how they learn, how they receive their benefits, where they work, what their goals and milestones are, and many other things more that we are working through. And I actually believe this is revolutionary because we're putting, we're smashing paradigms of the last few decades and putting our employees 
right smack bang in the middle of our paradigm. And that's absolutely incredible. So I think it's an amazing, and you're seeing it work. You're seeing the benefits totally. of it, aren't you? Yes, totally. we, we really are. Our employment engagement, our employee engagement is the highest it's ever been. Mm. And what's very interesting for me, Cara, is, and I rarely see this, you know, I've worked a very long time and I'm not even sure I've ever seen this, but our employee engagement is super high, but it's as high for women as it is for men. And it's as high for underrepresented minorities in the US as it is for non-diverse people. And I am convinced that is because putting people central enables individuals, no matter who they are, to have choice in what they do and how they receive various things at work. So the diversity advantages have been seriously considerable. And that's so exciting to see. Amazing. Yes. And so in your view at the moment, what do you think the biggest crisis that affecting modern workplaces at the moment? Well, I've got to be careful because obviously I work in the tech sector and the vast majority of my workers are knowledge workers. So, you know, I can't talk to retail or hospitality or entertainment, but I can talk to my sector. And I think there's no question. And it plays right into your space, Cara, honestly. I think that well-being is an issue. And this has been hard for me to really understand because I come from the UK, as you can probably tell by my accent, and I work in the US now. And, you know, my belief is that the country, the government should take care of people's well-being. But I'm increasingly seeing the need for companies to really consider well-being and really thinking through the total health of their individual employees. I think, honestly... I think it is a real fundamental issue that is impacting all of us, but particularly, honestly, younger people who are early in their career, younger people who are starting their career and have no networks, no office, no water cooler, no touch points. You know, I talked to my own daughter last week and she said she's a very upbeat, happy individual. And she said, you know, this is hard. This is really, really hard. I spend all day on Zoom and then I go and I sit on my own. And I think we're really underestimating the impact on mental health and well-being of the pandemic. I do really. Mm, and they're talking about that being a pandemic in itself. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. So- I'm seeing that those headlines come through. And mm. I actually think that we will learn so much through this moment in time around mental health and well-being. Mm. So how might FlexWork Framework help in tackling these crises? Well, one of the things that we're doing is flexing a good proportion of our benefits. You can't flex them all because it's just too unwieldy to undo. But one of the things that we've just done with our people is that we've given them all $2,000 to say, you can spend that on something that's good for you. And we've geared our benefits much more to wellness and mental health than ever before. We're adding in all sorts of things that we just didn't even consider, such as things that might not look like a benefit, like tutoring for kids, like nannying, like, you know, just taking the kids, you know, off your hands for a few hours, giving you a respite, taking right through to trips to Disney and exercise equipment and everything that we can think of, you know, camping gear to help people have access to things that will work through their well-being. The other thing that we're doing is we are trying to say, and it's hard, 
because we're a global company, but we're trying to say when you work is not as critical as the outputs of your work. So do you really need to attend every single meeting that you sit on Zoom in? How many times do you sit in a meeting in Zoom, not really concentrating, not really present because it's so jolly hard? Let's start really thinking about what's the output we need from Cara or Leanne or whoever, not how many hours do they sit in front of a screen? Now, this is a really big seismic shift because I think companies always should have been there. We should have been absolutely around, you know, focused on Cara does a blooming good job. I don't care whether she does it at nine o'clock at night and not at midday. I just don't care. I care that what she has to do, she does in a way that makes her life manageable and her life better. And so we're really trying to be as flexible as we can. I don't believe in tokenism, by the way. So some companies have gone, you know, no meeting Fridays or, you know, Thursday afternoon off or whatever. I'm not sure that is the answer because, again, that is saying that every single individual has the same need. I don't need Fridays off, but I might need to go out at midday on a Monday to do something. So I don't want to impose blanket solutions on hundreds of thousands or thousands of employees. I want to give agency to employees for them to choose how they work and how they live. I don't like the work-life balance uh, expression. Mm -hmm. I think it's too hard to, I think it has suggestions around it, but I think every individual needs to be able to choose how they make both things work for them. Yeah. And so moving away from moving to a more of a return on our people culture rather than the return on investment, which is important as well, but it just, you know, making the people the whole focus. Completely. And, you know, there's no question that what we've seen over the last 20 months is that our business results are, they're going from strength to strength to strength to strength. Mm -hmm. And whilst there are several reasons for that, you know, our products are fantastic, our customers love us, blah, none of that's doable without your people. You can't build brilliant products. You can't have fantastic customer interaction if your people aren't happy. And, you know, people say this all the time. Companies say this all the time. But honestly, I do believe there's a lot of lip service. I don't think companies really understand that, you know, usually about half of their OPEX is on their people. And if that investment is not paying back and the individual is not happy, it's a dumb investment. Yeah, for sure. So in your opinion, what would a work reset revolution look like to you? I think it's unquestionable. I think it's really unquestionable. We've got to start to appreciate and really believe that every single individual is different and has different needs. Now, there are some things you can't flex, right? In some industries, you cannot flex location. Actually, we can in mine, so I'm very lucky. Questionable whether you can flex compensation in totality. You might be able to flex, and we're looking at it, the mix of compensation. There are some things. You can't flex equitable treatment. Everyone's got to be treated the same and given the same opportunities. But there are so many opportunities for looking at each and every individual employee and talking to them about what is it you need from work and what is it we need from you. This is a two-way agreement. It's a two-way contract. And for me, that is a huge revolution. And I think we've been talking about it for a long time. And I think, honestly, very few companies have been achieving it. Absolutely. And now is the perfect time 
to do all of this. Yeah. Because if we're not going to create change at a point where we are now, then yes, that's not going to happen. So it's very exciting to see all the work that you're doing at FlexWork. And I thank you so much for sharing all of that today. And I know our listeners will be very excited and interested to hear. So thank you so much, Leanne, today. And thank you, Cara. It's been great to be able to talk about something I believe in so very passionately. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Work Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Thank you.